Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. I am so glad to have you here with me. If you are a frequent listener or you've listened to a couple of episodes and like what you're hearing, go ahead and press pause and go give this podcast a five-star rating. I Love seeing additional ratings come in, and if you have a moment to write a review, I would super appreciate it. So I have been asked to be a speaker at a conference coming up in June, and I'm super excited about it. It is called Aspire Her, and it's here in Salt Lake City in mid-June, June 12th and 13th, and I would suggest if you are local, check it out. You'll definitely want to get your tickets before March 13th which you do not have much time to do. So go and get your ticket. They go up by about $100 after the 13th. So you will definitely want to get that discount before the pricing goes up. But even then, it's still a really great deal. So if you are a woman in the workplace trying to get promoted, if you're listening to this podcast, that should resonate with you. Uh, There are so many speakers who are going to be speaking about topics that will help you in regards to getting promoted at work. You'll also have opportunities for women entrepreneurs, people who are speaking specifically to women who are out there in the entrepreneur space, as well as women who are looking to come back after a gap. So for women who have taken some time off and you know want to come back after having time off with their children or whatever it may have been, Uh, any type of a gap in your resume or really just looking to change careers is something that we'll have a bunch of different speakers on as well. And that is actually the area that I will be speaking in is how to go from actively searching to landing your next job. I'm super excited. It's going to be really hands-on and have so much information from start to finish. You're going to feel so confident going into the whole process because I've been on both sides of the interview phase. So I'm really excited to be able to share that with everyone else and almost give women permission in different areas so that they feel they can take control of their own job search. I had Erin, she is the host. I had Erin, who's the director of the conference, as well as her marketing team member, Hillary, come over and do an interview with me here in my office I didn't really know what to expect. I was excited to help get the word out about Aspire Her and what I would be speaking on and kind of give people a little bit of a heads up. So when they're choosing the different breakout sessions, they can make an educated decision on if they would like to join mine or not. And at the end, they asked a couple of questions. And one of them was, if you're still on the fence, why should you get a ticket? And I honestly got a little emotional about it. And You know me, if you've listened to some of the episodes, I'm all about being open and vulnerable. And that one just hit me because I started talking about how 
you know, you need to invest in yourself. And as females in the workplace, female entrepreneurs, so often we are so worried about everyone else that we don't think about ourselves and prioritize ourselves or put ourselves first because we're made to be selfish or whatever words come to mind when we think of putting ourselves first. And I got a little emotional when I started talking about investing in yourself and why you are so worth the investment. And I know we try to talk about, oh, it's too expensive or, oh, I could do all this with that money. But you know what? It is something that I highly recommend you attending. This is an amazing conference that's going to be held solely focused on women, which is so powerful. And the networking alone at this conference is going to be amazing. So I definitely think you should try to be there. If you have an iPhone, I know for me, it was a huge investment for me to buy an iPhone. That was the quickest thing that came to mind when I was preparing for this podcast episode is, you know, what have I recently invested in that I didn't even really second guess? Like for me buying my iPhone, it's something that I use every day and something that I wanted to have that was reliable and was going to help me. And it was a no brainer. So for something like a conference specifically helping women, it's a two day conference. There's going to be some amazing keynote speakers. So for me, it should be a no brainer. So if you have any questions, reach out over at aspire her on Instagram, they will answer any questions that you have. You can also go to their website, which is aspireher.com. All right. So let's talk about being a victim. So this is episode 32. Are you a victim in your story? So we're going to go over being a victim, maintaining your composure, rewriting your story and how to set boundaries with those who are frequent victims. So being a victim, I'm going to use an example of when I got laid off of a position where I had been with the company for three years and it came out of the blue and it was really hard to take in that news that that day was going to be the last day that I was going to be working there. It's coming up almost on three years of being laid off there. Sometimes when I think back to that day, it hurts and it's okay for it to still hurt a little bit when you think back to when something really crappy happened. But when you're going through that and how you get over it is what I want to focus on today. When something happens where you totally didn't expect it, like my layoff, I did not anticipate that coming. So how do you handle it? How do you still maintain your composure? How do you not freak out really? Because at times I really wanted to vent and get certain things off my chest that I felt really frustrated with in the moment, but I held it together. And I think it's important to think ahead of how you want to look back on that situation. So in any moment, especially in the workplace, if something happens to you, maybe you were thinking for sure you were going to get that promotion, or maybe you're in my situation where I got laid off and I totally did not anticipate that. 
most people don't anticipate it when you get laid off. I mean, some companies are nice and they'll give you a little bit of a heads up, but in my case, I didn't have that. So in, in those situations, I want you to think ahead of how you're going to react because there is certainly going to be an instance in your career where something happens that throws a freaking curveball at you and you're not going to be sure exactly how to react. If you can plan in advance of how you want to act in that moment or how you want to react or, or how you want to be perceived by others while you're going through whatever it may be. So when I got laid off, I was super frustrated and concerned and hurt and all sorts of different emotions. And I honestly sat in the parking lot of the company where I had just walked out with a box of all of my stuff from my desk drawers. And I sat and I let myself cry for a little bit and really feel the emotions and feel the pain and the anger and the frustration and the sadness. And then I pulled myself together and thought, where do I go from here? I can get over this. I am meant to be moving on to new and different things and I am going to be okay. And sometimes that's not always easy to do in the moment. And there were plenty of times where I vented my frustrations to people who I was really close with. I wanted to maintain my composure while I was going through that whole experience so that I didn't have any regrets later on. It's something where I've seen enough of people reacting really poorly to whatever news they may have received. And that kind of sticks with you. And you don't want that to be something that people think of when they think of you. Uh, I wanted to leave that company with my head held high, even though I feel even to this day that things weren't done very well, but I know that it needed to happen and I'm in a better place now. So I can see looking back, I, on my outward appearance and how I spoke over social media was composed and I wasn't overly negative in regards to what had happened to me. Going back to being the victim in the situation where something happens to you, please, please, please do not go straight to social media. Call a friend, call your significant other, call a family member, but please do not go to social media out of kind of an instant rage or frustration because once you put stuff out on the internet, it has a way of getting back to you. And even if people see it for a moment's time, they are going to remember that they are going to spread it to other people and you just don't want that. So if you can avoid social media and not go, you know, writing out your frustrations or anything like that, I would certainly suggest taking an entire day before you are to go on any type of social media and uh, make any sort of response, whether it's positive or negative, so that you can, again, maintain your composure and show up how you really want to versus regretting how you showed up because you didn't really plan in advance. And again, it's not like you have a lot of advanced notice when you're going to get laid off. So it, it's a very short timeline. I get it. But if you're thinking in advance, you're listening to this episode, 
again, I hope that nothing bad ever happens to you, but to some degree, something of course is not going to go your way. And it's how you react to those types of things that are really going to set the standard of who you are. And, you know, kind of going back to your own brand image, which I'd love to do a podcast episode on at some point is thinking back to your brand. And anytime I'm out and about, I really am focused on, you know, how do I want to come off to others if I were to see someone who I knew from work or, you know, whatever that case may be. And that is part of maintaining your composure is how you want to set the tone for who you are as someone in the workplace, as well as someone out in the world. Rewriting your story is something that I think is really therapeutic and super helpful to help you get over the hurt and to help you get over being a victim. So what I want you to do is if you've been in a situation where you can think back to whatever it may be, maybe it was years ago, maybe it was only a month ago that something happened to you that was negative that you did not anticipate or whatever it may be. And you thought, wow, like, why did that happen? I'm super frustrated. What's going on? And you start to question things. That is when you're kind of in that victim state. And I know using the word victim is a little harsh in some instances, but it really is kind of thinking back to like, why me? Why did this happen to me? What's going on? Why did I deserve this? So if you've ever had those types of questions going through your head after getting some sort of feedback or turned down or whatever it may be, that is what I'm referring to as being the victim where you're saying, how did this actually happen to me? I feel like I'm pretty self-aware or I feel like this shouldn't have happened. Something that you don't agree with that happened to you, or maybe it's to your company or to your team anything that happened uh, where you're asking yourself those questions, you are in a state of being a victim. And again, it's not a bad thing to be in that state, but it's important to, again, maintain your composure and how you get through that to reflect back to it and actually have like positive thoughts and understanding of where you're at today because of what had happened. So what you're going to do is you are going to, it's almost like a paper folded in half and you're going to have on the left side is your old story. And on the right side is your new story. So your old story, you're going to write it out as if you were in that exact moment. So if it happened years ago, you're going to write it like you received that feedback today, or you received that turndown or that news that you weren't expecting, whatever it may be, write it all down in that feeling of exactly how you felt that day. Write it as if you're in the present. And then on the right side, you're going to write your new story. So you're going to take out all of the negative feelings. You're going to write what you've learned from what had happened. You're going to write why you are happy that it happened or why you are understanding of why it happened. So for me in that moment, of course, I didn't understand what had happened and I was frustrated and I couldn't see exactly what was going to happen next. And that's a scary place to be. Everyone likes to have some sort of an outlook of where they're going to be in the next year or six months or whatever that may be. And because I couldn't see that in that moment, that was really scary for me. So that's what I would write on the left-hand side is that I was really scared of what my future was. I had just found out I was pregnant. How was I going to provide for this uh, 
baby that I didn't even know if it was a boy or girl at the time. How was I going to have insurance? I was the main provider for our insurance because my husband worked for a really small company and I was the one who held the insurance for our family and all sorts of different things. So write everything out on that left-hand side and then again on the right-hand side. So for me, of course, looking back, now it's been almost three years since that had happened and I'm grateful that I was forced to move on to something new and different. I wasn't at a place where I thought I was going to be promoted into a senior leadership position. And at the same time, I also didn't know if I wanted those same responsibilities that the senior managers were doing. So I was kind of in a place where I had done so much in my career and I wasn't really sure how else I could contribute to the team. So when I was laid off, of course, that forced me to move on. And although that wasn't my choice, it ended up being for the better. I moved on to a different company and I had a great insurance plan that actually paid for almost everything in my pregnancy and birth. And I was so grateful for that. And because of that new company, I met new people and new contacts and I had a new network. So that led me to additional opportunities. And honestly, in reality, it led me to exactly where I'm at today. I don't think I would have started a business and taken a chance on myself had I not been through the exact path that I went down. I don't think I would have started a podcast and put myself out there to whoever wants to tune in and really, you know, again, put myself out there to be judged. And, you know, obviously my goal is to help people, but I'm sure there's people out there who don't care for what I have to say. And that's totally okay as well. But I wouldn't have put myself out there had it not been for this exact path that I've been on. I'm so grateful for some of the unfortunate things that have happened to me because I am learning from those experiences. And honestly, now that I am helping advocate for women and coaching women and really wanting to help women understand their worth and get themselves out there, I want to see so many more women leaders. And I feel like because of the things that I've gone through, it finally all makes sense as to why I went through that. And it's because I am meant to be able to empathize with other women who are going through similar things. And I'm able to provide guidance or explain what worked for me and give suggestions on what might work for them. Again, rewriting your story is going to be hopefully really therapeutic and it's not necessarily going to be easy either. Even just speaking out what happened to me a few years ago when I got laid off, it brings back certain memories and thoughts and feelings of being called up to a certain room. And I remember it like it was yesterday. So it is going to bring up some of those feelings from when that happened. And I want you to be in a place where you can accept those feelings and be able to work through them. Because if there's anything that you're frustrated with that has happened to you at any point in your career, I think it's helpful to rewrite that story and be appreciative of the things that have happened to you. Of course, there are some things where I don't think we can ever appreciate if it's some sort of sexual harassment or 
anything like that, of course, I would never condone that or think that you should be appreciative of that happening. So I hope you can understand that there's definitely exceptions to this scenario, but if you feel that it would be helpful or therapeutic to write through your old stories and rewrite it to be a new story that's beneficial that you can look back to and appreciate, you'll be so much happier with a more positive outlook and it will provide you so much personal growth. All right. So last thing I want to talk about is how to set boundaries with those who are frequent victims. And I've mentioned this a couple of times in previous episodes, but you know, a lot of us have one, maybe two people who are frequent Debbie Downers, I guess we could say, and who come to you to just vent whatever is happening or they don't understand why certain things are happening. And, you know, you seem to be an outlet for them because you're a safe place. And I think it's great to be that safe space, but I don't want you to be hounded by negativity constantly throughout your day because that does drag you down. We want to surround ourselves with positivity and uplifting things and helpful podcasts and helpful books or whatever else that's around you. You want to surround yourself by amazing people who are going to lift you up. So if you're in the workplace and you have people who are frequently talking to you about things that are happening to them that they don't understand or they're a victim in their story or whatever that may be, I would suggest to set a boundary with that person or those people and say, hey, I am so happy to listen to you for five minutes, talk about anything that you're frustrated about. And I'm happy to do that, whether it's once a day, maybe it's a few times a week, you know, throw it on my calendar. And I am so happy to be there to support you and listen to you vent through whatever is going on. But if you don't want me to come to that meeting with solutions or if you don't want me to give you advice on what's worked for me in certain situations, then that's why I'm going to have to cut you off at that five minute mark because I have to be aware of how much negativity that I'm allowing into my day. And I've decided that five minute vent sessions are a good barrier for me. So again, whatever sounds right to you or whatever sounds best to you, Set those boundaries, be firm in them, and people who respect you will respect those boundaries. People who are immature or don't understand the maturity level that it takes to set those boundaries are going to push back and be frustrated or say that you're a bad person or make you feel like a bad person because you're not wanting to listen to them but that's okay. That is on them. That is their decision to feel that way. And you have every right to set that boundary to protect yourself. So don't ever feel like you need to lower your standards to listen to someone in them being a victim. Again, there's different circumstances for different situations, but I think that it's important to set those boundaries and say, Hey, if there's you know, something that comes up that is really upsetting to you, you know, I'm happy to talk with you or be more available, but this is my general rule or my general boundary, however you want to explain that. So ask them to respect that. And 
I think you'll find that you will have so much more freedom throughout your day where you aren't kind of dragged down by that negativity of people who are stuck in that victim mindset. All right, friends, that is a wrap for episode 32. And I thought it was honestly really therapeutic for me to talk through a situation that I've gone through, even though I've written it out and I've talked through it many times and I feel like I'm in a good place. It feels good to reiterate the great things that have happened since I was a victim. Honestly, I was a victim for a little while and I was a victim for probably a little bit longer than I wanted to be, but I am grateful for where I'm at today and that I was able to get over the struggles and get over the frustration and the hurt and be where I'm at today. So I hope you're able to do the same. I hope you put this into practice because there's nothing great that's going to come out of these podcast episodes if you aren't applying them to your daily life. So that is my goal is to be able to provide you value that you're able to easily implement into your day-to-day life and see that immediate progress. So on that note, have a great week. We'll see you later. Hope to see you at Aspire Her. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.